What it do, Sports Betting Nation? Aces, hi. Back with you. And I got the man to my right, the man in the hot seat, Mr. Hardways. How you doing? Aces, I'm doing great. It is it is a little bit of a rainy day out. It was a hot weekend. It's the first time that we've been back on a podcast together in two weeks, although we did that live stream a couple of weeks ago, which we're going to do more of. We're going to do more of these kind of using the tools to help you find value in, in sports betting the, on Thursday night. So we're going to be recording those, posting them, and we're also going to be doing live streams down the road as well. Is that correct? Man, I'm excited for that because then the people can really see the how when we're going through our process, how we do it. And I know some new betters, they they want to see, you know, how do you go through that process of finding your bets? We're going to show you. You're going to get to see it in video. You're going to see this ugly man's mug on there. I'm going to do everything I can avoid to stay off it for the best of the business. But you mentioned we were on two weeks ago. Were we talking some wins Futures tennis because man did we hammer that. My goodness, we were were we. I I wasn't as heavy on Coco Golf as you were. I was heavy on Sabalenka, but when she made the finals, I was able to hedge off and make a pretty good chunk of change on this tournament. How'd you do overall? Fantastic. Sabalenka. I mean, anyone that listened to this podcast knows she was my big bet on the tournament. I'm so happy she won. We lost on her on Wimbledon. We lost that plus 450. But you got to remember we're getting plus. 380 plus 420 plus 430 are the numbers I got her in this tournament. So, hey, I'll take that one for one any day. It was fantastic. I also had two other futures bets that did not come through. Obviously, we could only have one winner in a tournament, but we had Miss Coco Goff, Corey Goff, as some people call her. And we I also had Madison Keys, who I, I mentioned in the podcast. And it was fantastic to see at one point they were the only three women left in the tournament. I was just sitting there, you know. <laughs> Getting ready to count my money. I was loving it. It was a fantastic tournament on the women's yeah, side. Yeah, I, I had a little on Mukova as well. So she did make it to the semifinals. She couldn't get through. If you didn't watch the match, golf looked like she was in trouble early on. And then she ends up going two straight sets after dropping the first set, 6-3, 6-2. And she takes down the number two in the tournament. Coco Golf is your U.S. Open champion. The number six seed, big upset over Sabalenka. Just incredible tournament. And when you've got value on the board and you've got these futures and everything kind of narrows down you can do a couple of things you can let it ride and just trust the ev or you can hedge off and and secure yourself to profit it's all about your risk tolerance in my case i did a little of both and i'm pretty happy with the result fantastic and then for those of you that watched the men's Djokovic just absolutely took down medvedev medvedev unfortunately upset alcaraz and we didn't get much of a match there really fantastic to see Djokovic put on the mamba the old yeah. Kobe Bryant tribute there at the end of the match when he won it. You got to love that. Got to love the man, respect the man for that. But man, did he trounce Medvedev. I didn't have much on the tournament. The real Jay-Z did talk me into taking Medvedev live when it just popped up. I'm like, sure, why not? And then uh, he drops the first set. And then he's, he's fighting back tough in that second set. That was really only tr- the only challenge there for Djokovic. And then Djokovic wins. So 6-3, 7-6, 6-3 straight sets for Djokovic. The Joker, he did not... Doesn't look like he's any worse for the wear after losing Wimbledon to Alcaraz. He is certainly still the top of the game here. No, and it's going to be interesting to watch what kind of numbers we get him in the future tournaments. I mean, next year's Grand Slams, you're just, if he doesn't get hurt, you're not going to get a good number on Djokovic. He's just been running that men's tennis. But we do have some ATP tours, some 500s, some thousands that can finish this off for the year. Whether he plays in them, I don't know. He's going to take that first spot easy. But we're not getting good numbers on him for the rest of the year. But 
tennis is not the only sport we got to talk about. There's so much to talk about. So much to talk about this weekend. Let's uh, let's kick that over to baseball real quick. I know people want to hear us talk about NCAA football and everything that we've got going on. And of course, we had week one of NFL, which we'll wrap up tonight. But right now, we've got the Braves up over the Phillies at an early game. This isn't a doubleheader, is it? Is this just the first game of the day here on Monday? Braves up over yeah, the, it's five to two right now. Just a straight early start. They started around noon our time, anyways, and. Early start for them, not a doubleheader. Unless I'm mistaken, it's not a doubleheader. And you know, when it comes to the Braves, I'm not mistaken. I think they're going to pull this one out. I haven't been able to watch the game. They took two or three from the Pirates. They crushed the <laughs> they crushed the Cardinals last week, which was fantastic to see. But now we're playing those Phillies. Nobody likes those Phillies. I was going to bring up live lines, but I'm going to stay away from it. I got a little too much heart in that one. I am going to look at the Yankees game today, though. They're playing the Red Sox with Schmidt on the mound for the Yankees. I know you're not a big Yankees guy, but we're getting the best line right now on points bet plus 110. I always like to look at the lines when I'm getting plus money on the Yankees because, hey, they've had a horrible season. Say what you want about them. They're still 71 and 72. This win tonight will put them even on the season. I think Mr. Schmidt, the right-hander, can get it done against Crawford over there on the Red Sox. You disagree with me. Your best line right now is on FanDuel minus 126. We haven't seen much line movement at all from the open to where we are right now. In fact, we have the open at minus 126. We now have the best line at 126. So we're sitting name, same number. Line originators got this one right. The market is saying, I'm saying, I don't know about that. I think the Yankees should probably be closer to pick them against these Red Sox. So I'm going to take my shot. Well, if you're getting plus money, plus 110 on what you think is a pick them, that is a good way to do it. It is in Fenway. Just be aware of that if you're trailing. Well, it looks like we do have a doubleheader here today. The Braves, I don't know if this is a makeup game from earlier in the year, but we've also got a Braves game at 540. I'm not sure if we got lines on that one yet, but the Braves are going to be playing here later today as well. One game that I want to peek at is the big one out west, the Dodgers and the Padres here. The Dodgers are, as you know, the top of the NL at this point. And I'm not sure what the record is right now off the top of my head. I believe it's somewhere around the 87, 88 and 55 or something like that. But that's a late game tonight, 9-10. Dodgers are the favorite. It is in L.A. The line for that one right now is Dodgers minus 165, I believe. Minus 165, just look at our game board. You can get that at both Bet Rivers and Bet MGM. If you want to back the Padres, you want to back the Fathers there, you can get that at FanDuel at plus 146. Interesting that FanDuel's got some good odds on a lot of the dogs here today. Well, a couple of dogs here today, at least, just looking across our game boards. Any thoughts on this game? On the Dodgers? No. Down with the Dodgers, that's what I'll say. Obviously, I don't want them to do well over there in the NL. I like the Padres maybe to beat them. Just That's my heart speaking, though. Plus 146. We got an open of 152, which I don't think um, you had brought up, but it's something I want to look at in this game. Open of 152, sitting plus 146, best line right now. I'll stay away from this one. Any other games you want to look at on the board today? We are getting near the end here. It is September 11th, so we've got about three weeks of the regular season left. That means about 13 to 15 games, depending on on the teams that you're back at. Are there any other teams? Uh, the The Rangers have been struggling recently, and they have kicked themselves out of the out of the wild card at this point. The Astros have been absolutely dominating. They're the big favorites here today. Of course, they're playing the A's, so they're minus 275 on the money line. Anything that you want to touch on? I would have to say probably not. I haven't been following baseball. You know, when it gets college football, that's where I make my money. So that's where my focus shifts. I didn't even know that the Rangers were out of contention. I still thought they were in contention. So that's news to me. I guess I got to stay away from this board today. I'm not seeing anything, you know, numbers wise. That's how I'm always betting numbers wise. I'm not seeing anything other than maybe the Diamondbacks. They're getting some heat coming in on them. They opened plus 126. Now put pushing plus 110, the best line 
over there on FanDuel. I'd actually take the other side of the bet and fade the public a bit on that. The Mets, they open minus 148. You're now getting a good number at minus 125 from that open line. That's the best line on Bet Rivers right now. So more of a numbers game, nothing to do with the teams. Just, hey, if I'm going to have to make a bet, that's probably where I'd be looking to take the Mets on this one, fade the public a bit. That's fair. And there's one more game that I'm just going to be looking at just because of the Orioles and the futures tickets I have on them. They are visiting St. Louis today. I believe they're visiting St. Louis. Is that game? Yeah, you know, no, that's in Baltimore. They're at home. So the Cardinals are on the road. The Orioles are the favorites in that minus 165. You can get that at Caesars and BetMGM. If you want to back the birds, the Redbirds, plus 142 there on DraftKings Sportsbook. But the Orioles have the second best record in Major League Baseball behind the Braves. Bit, so a bit of a surprise. This, well, not a bit of a surprise. Certainly a surprise this year, and we're happy to see that. But we're going to move on. I will close out Major League Baseball with this. We're still going to be covering Major League Baseball all throughout the rest of the regular season and the playoffs, of course, with the World Series coming up. Super excited. Hopefully our Braves can get into it. That's right. I'm onto the Braves train now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> successful. Although I had to eat my words today. I guess they had the doubleheader. I didn't know about it. In my, in my defense, I get all my schedules now from our website and the sports betting websites, and they don't have that second game up. So there's no lines for it up yet. And so it's not yeah. on our game board. That's why I was a little confused myself. It's not in our MLB Today page. But I am, I am, I've got my Matt Olson to lead the league in home run tickets, and he's at 48 now. Although Pete Alonso is creeping up, Shohei's been pretty stagnant. I'm pretty happy about that. We've got to close it out with Matty Olson. But let's move on. We had college football this weekend. What did you see? What are you looking at for next weekend? Because it was a good betting weekend over here at SBI. It was fantastic. That Texas game. I think all of us at SBI, I, I can't speak for the real Jay-Z. I think you were, but we, we were on Texas and, you know, we, we didn't, if you, anybody listened to the the rundown over there, we, we didn't around with the points. We hit hard on the money line. That was a big win. You got to love those. When you get above the plus 200 and you get that win in your pocket, it's great. Texas looked like a good football team. That's somebody we're going to, if we get good numbers on them throughout the season, we're going to have to hammer them again. I That Oregon's duck, man, I'm glad they covered the the spread there with the backdoor cover. The man, man Woj, <laughs> coming in with the backdoor cover. Did you Ooh. see? How he got that cover? Did you happen to see that back door? Yeah, that was I, I was flipping around between a couple of games. There were only a couple of games on that late at night, but that was I know that he, the the man man was probably probably on the edge of his seat here. That was the the college football rundown reputation on the line on that one. It absolutely was, and he got it. I'm I'm happy for the man. I'm happy, but I'm real happy actually. Is Oregon won the football game, but they did not win so well. I'm hoping the algorithms catch that, and I'm hoping we don't get real good numbers on the Ducks going forward because that's a football team. I would like to bet they got a lineup now for, I think it's the September it's, it's two weeks from now. So like the 26, something like that. But I saw lines up for the Oregon Colorado game. That's a game I'm going to be looking to bet because we know how hot Colorado has been, but they're getting a lot of hype. They're getting a lot of numbers. I think exaggerated in their favor right now. We're sitting at 15 and a half. The ducks, the favorite over the Buffaloes right now for that game. If we get that number under 14, <laughs> Man, I'm going to be clicking some buttons, let me tell you, and I'm going to be clicking them fast and hard because I like those Ducks under 14 to take down Colorado. They just don't have a defense. Ducks have way too good of an offense. Yeah, let's talk about that Colorado team a little bit. They end up winning over Nebraska earlier in the weekend. They won, I can't remember what the score was off the top of my head, 30 40s no, 30, I can't remember. Anyway, they end up winning that game. I think Nebraska played them very, very near perfectly for two and a half quarters and then they were just outplayed in the last quarter and a half, and then Colorado turned it on. I don't think this Colorado team is all that good. Now, of course, they've won. They're, they're, putting, they're silencing the doubters. They've won two in a row. They upset TCU, although I don't think that TCU team's very good. They're going to win against Colorado State. Just looking at the game board, 
right now for Saturday. Colorado minus 1,600 over on BetMGM. Colorado State plus 1,100. But they've got playmakers. And that that team, when they get into Pac-12 play, they're going to be putting up points. If you're into college fantasy football, you want pieces of this Colorado team. Now, I, what I find interesting here is I'm looking over at our player props for this weekend, Colorado Colorado State. And the only, only site that has player props up right now that we're tracking is FanDuel. But I'm just looking at the total touchdown. So you got two big playmakers on offense. You've got Xavier Weaver, Xavier Weaver, and then you've got the two-way player, Travis Hunter, who is plays both safety and wide receiver. What I find interesting is that Travis Hunter's touchdowns over 0.5, so to score a touchdown, is minus 230 versus minus 180 for Xavier Weaver. I would think that would be flipped. Xavier Weaver seems to be like the bigger playmaker. Did you, do you have any thoughts on that? No, I really don't. I actually watched that Colorado Nebraska game. Unfortunately, I do know the score. It was 36 to 14 because some fool, I won't say who on SBI, but I think it's the man that's talking right now, took the Nebraska Cornhuskers plus three and a half. And that did not cover 36 to 14. Like I said, was the final score. I didn't notice. I, to me, it was random who they were thrown to. It didn't seem like it was a playmaker. It seemed like, you know, whoever was open, Mr. Sanders was hitting him and it was great decision-making on his part. So I think it's too bit of too much of a random occurrence. Who gets that football again? Maybe your logic makes sense to me, but I, I didn't really see one over the other, to be honest with you. Well, if you are going to take him and you do think it's random in that case, I would encourage you to take Xavier Weaver at that price. Also, if you're going to take over one and a half, FanDuel has it at plus 340 for Xavier Weaver as opposed to plus 260 for Travis Hunter. So this is just one of the things that we're tracking with player props on our NCAA football player props page. Don't forget to check that out in addition to our NCAA top player props page. What other games are coming up this week? I know that we have a lot. We do actually have some teams getting into bye weeks this early. Are there any other teams that you want to touch on before we move on to the NFL? Yeah, I think USC has a bye week already, but they did play week zero. You know, those week zero teams are the ones that are going to have those bye weeks. I, I mean, we got a long week ahead of us. We're going to, once we get our game boards up, our game boards usually go up around Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So once we get those up, it's easier for us to look in. I mean, that's why we created the tool. It makes it easy for sports betting. So over there on sportsbettingintel.com, once those game this week in college football boards go up, it's, it's just so easy to look at. So we can talk about some of those games. You did mention TCU. You did not think they were a very good team. I'm not going to disagree with you. We got Houston playing them. So as a final game, I'd like to maybe say, look at that plus seven for Houston getting seven this week. I'm not going to tip my pick there over on the college football rundown, but Hey, I agree with you. TCU is not a great football team. No, I don't think so. The one thing I do want to briefly mention, I'm not sure if you saw this yet. Do you see that Michigan state fired Mel Tucker today? I did not see they fired him. I saw that he got suspended and fined or something. Somebody, I didn't see it actually. Somebody in the gym just today told me about it and I had not heard the news. It was something about, uh, I don't want to get into it, but it was something yeah, you shouldn't hear in the sports scandal. industry. So. What, whatever, yeah, whatever it is, it's something he shouldn't have done. They did fire him. And I'm just looking at that money line movement for the Michigan State-Washington game. Washington, of course, looks very good. Michael Panic's under center there. Michigan State opened at plus 525 and has jumped to plus 575. So about a 50-point movement there just on the firing of Mel Tucker. That news certainly shakes things up a little bit. And then Wisconsin losing to Washington State on saturday that was a bit of a surprise no um yes and no wisconsin never plays those you know those teams well i i, I mean they, they don't i don't know if it's their secondary that's just not ready for that kind of passing attack that kind of quick tempo uh we'll see if they play Ohio state how they do against that it didn't surprise me i did you know i did think wisconsin was going to win the game but it's not one of those where i was like how the hell did that happen type thing so I, I wouldn't bet on wisconsin but i did think they were going to win the football game well i'll tell you aces that was me teeing you up there because 
I took uh, Washington State on the money line there at plus one. Oh. I was pretty happy about that. I just I'm, I'm a little concerned about that Wisconsin team. I like what Washington State has done there. I think Cam Ward is a good quarterback. I think they're finding the rhythm in the run game, too, which is a bit of a surprise. But, yeah, that was pretty happy about that one. We'll be covering the rest of the NCAA football the rest of this week. We do have a game on Thursday. And we've got a game on fr- a few games on Friday, actually, this week. So we've got Memphis and Navy on Thursday, Virginia, Maryland on Friday, in addition to UTSA and Army, Utah State and Air Force. But let's kick it over to the NFL. We've got a game tonight. We've got we'll cover that line in a little bit. That's the Jets and the Bills at AFC East Showdown. Let's start with the Thursday night shocker. The Detroit Lions take down your Kansas City Chiefs. Bit of a surprise there for you, yeah? Yeah, no one needs to talk about that game. I heard those because our, our primetime player, Mr. Travis Kelsey, did not play, correct? That is correct. He ex- hyperextended his knee earlier in the week in practice, and he did not play. And that Chiefs game looked – that wide receiver core was just atrocious. They looked lost on offense. They did put together a few good drives in the first half. They were winning 14-7, and then they couldn't get anything done, just two field goals in the second half. It was a shocker. Another big shocker for the weekend was the – Rams taking down the Seahawks. The Rams were expected to be the bottom dwellers in the NFC West, and they end up winning over the Seattle Seahawks. Were expected to be a really good team. They won thirty to thirteen. Sean McVay certainly seems what he he knows what he's doing. If you're into fantasy, the Dolphins Chargers game provided a lot of fantasy scoring. The final score was thirty six. 34, bit of a low-scoring game in the Raiders and the Broncos. You know, you can head over and find all this information, but the, I'm not sure that you watched any of the games yesterday, did you? I mean, probably glued to the TV with uh, Djokovic starting at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was the one male American that was watching, you know, the tennis matches while the NFL was going on. It's not my best It's not my best sport, not my favorite sport, but I will say, we, we, we I tweeted about it over there, not tweeted, but message about it in our Discord server. You are on the Fanatics podcast, my man. You hit some winners this week, right? So I, I probably should have been listening to you. I probably should have been watching the football, but I wasn't. I, I um, yeah, it, it was one of those memes, which is counting cash. It was, I am a new guest star every week on the Professional Fanatics podcast. They have a beating the odds segment. It's a year long competition. We all throw in money, and then the winner ends up taking home the whole pot. So we all pick three picks. They're all DraftKings odds, and they're all minus 120 or longer. In my case, I went with a couple of teams and then a player prop. I went with the Falcons minus three and a half. I, that Panthers team starting a new uh, new uh, rookie quarterback. The Falcons team knows what they're doing there. They end up winning. That was minus three and a half. They won 24 to 10. And then Austin Eckler over 32 and a half, I believe, receiving yards. And we're getting that at a full yard below what the market had it at at 33 and a half plus Austin Eckler averaged like 42 and a half last year. That came in easily. I think he had 47 receiving yards. So a noon game and then a three o'clock game. We're sitting pretty. We're profitable no matter what. And then the Cowboys, oh, the Cowboys, that game last night, they just put it on the Giants. Everything went wrong for the Giants. And then the Cowboys backer minus three and a half. Super stoked to see that final score. I call it early in the second half. It was 40 to nothing. I had him at minus Three and a half. So boom, three and oh, the only three and oh on the beating the odds professional fanatics podcast this week. I'm pretty happy. Hey, so am I. So are the fans. I got to get in on this money. I want to bet a little bit on you to take down those other two guys that you mentioned. I want to see how I can get in on that. But we got games tonight. Did any of you mention where they were leaning towards this? I, I believe Buffalo, New York. Is that who's playing? Yeah. So it's the Bills and the Jets. And so the Bills. Their defense is going to take a little bit of a step back this year, but all, overall they're going to look pretty the same on offense. The big, big thing here is the Jets' brand-new starting quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. He's come over from the Packers. The Bills are the favorite on this. It is in New York. 
minus two and a half, over 44 and a half. A lot can be said about this game. Right now, if you want to take the Jets, they're the dog, as I mentioned, plus 114 over on FanDuel Sportsbook. That is the best line across the board. If you want to take the Bills, it's not too bad, minus 129 over on Bat Rivers. As I mentioned, the over-under in that game is 44 and a half. Let's see where we can get the best. I'm just going to pull this up on our game board for this one. So 44 to 44 and a half, under 44 and a half if you want that. You can actually get that at minus 110 on both points bet and Caesars. Over 44, you got to pay a little bit. You got to pay minus 120 is the best odds on Bet Rivers. That's not terrible. If you want that extra half a point, you can get that at minus 110 on points bet and Caesars. I like the over in this. I think that both defenses, now Robert Salas' defense there for the Jets is very good, but I like the over in this game. 44 and a half is not a terrible number. It could start out slow, no doubt about that. But it is a game that I think when you've got Aaron Rodgers slinging to Garrett Wilson, when you've got Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and Gabe Davis on the other side, it is just a game I think could easily fly over this total. You're looking at something, I think, in that 31 to 28 affair. Hey, I might actually put a little scratch on this. It might confuse you. Be like, what? what? Ace is going to bet on the NFL. But you know, when I'm betting on the <laughs> NFL, I'm betting numbers. So I'm over here on our plus EV scanner. I'm looking at buffalo bills as you're talking minus nine and a half because i i don't care if aaron Rodgers is i i mean everybody knows that all the bookmakers know all the line makers know that aaron Rodgers is over there they know their models they know their algorithms so these numbers are they're the numbers we're getting so that doesn't bother me but i do like when i'm looking at the numbers minus nine and a half to the market looks like a plus 1.02 percent ev at plus 296 on DraftKings. so what i did from there, after looking at a plus EV scanner, I went over to that game page directly. I went to the alternate line of that minus nine and a half for the Bills. And yes, on sportsbettingintel.com, you can check out the line movement, which is absolutely insane for this alternate minus nine and a half. Opened at plus 266. It's had about, I'd say, looking at this chart, I'm not going to count them, don't have the time. 100 line moves, we're tracking them all. Sitting now at plus 296 versus that open I mentioned at plus 266 it looks like the high for this alternate line was at plus 303 which we might see again because it looks like it's trending back up to that number but regardless i'll probably just bet it here that minus nine and a half plus 296 on DraftKings. well how about that i'm just looking at our ev pages our ev scanner as well you've got minus 10 if you're okay with a possible push there and that's a key number in the nfl that's a whole different topic but that that number of minus 10 is at 340 that's pretty good and that's up two percent plus expected value bet and i'm just looking at the line movement it opened at 307 and now has been all moved all the way to 340 there i might throw a little bit on both of those you know if they win by 10 you win that nine and a half if they win by 10 you don't lose your bet you push on that one there too yeah i mean that one too if you look i'm looking at the line movement as you're speaking the high on that one was actually at 350 plus 350 DraftKings was giving at one point in time I can't actually tell you the exact point in time they're giving it at 1.32 yesterday. It might hit that high again. I don't know that I'd wait around for it if you are going to bet it. Just, you know, that 3.40 is fine. I just, I, I did see that on the plus EV scanner. I just want to stay with way with it. Obviously, nine and a half, you know, you don't have to worry about that push. I did want to say thing, one thing too is everyone, you know, they talk up their product. I want to say one thing. We, we have here MLS game, San Jose versus RSL, whoever they are. I don't know. It's showing a 41.32% edge. Something like that, I'm looking at it. I'm just ignoring that. Just just don't, that's just, it's it's a data problem. It's a statistics problem. It's probably correct as far as the math, but the books are so wide on the juice. Stuff like that, just ignore it. So when you're over on this plus EV page, the things we were telling you, very valuable. Something like that, plus 41, I personally ignore it. Not sure about you. 
No, that, that that's a pretty good piece of advice there. It, it is something that unless you know a, an awful lot about it, you just probably need to best stay away from that, right? Yeah, just too high. It's too high. It's it's what it is usually is a circumstance of the juice being so wide and the calculations made make it not really a number. It's it's correct technically, but it makes it not really a number. Something that I ignore. But man, those alts that we mentioned, something I'm going to actually put in my bet now. I can't do it on DraftKings, so I'm going to have to go to the next best alternate. have to figure that one out. But man, we got football tonight. Happy for our charter. I don't know if you saw that ESPN charter feud, but our charter people listening to this program are going to get to watch that Monday night football game. So I hope I'm the one that's telling you, yes, they got a deal worked out. You are not going to be blacked out for beautiful. Monday night. That football. is beautiful news. That is exciting news for everybody involved. And week one is coming to a close. I cannot be happier. I'm, I'm happier than a pig in poop right now. We've got Major League Baseball. <laughs> we've got NFL football, NCAA football. Yesterday, Saturday was just incredible this weekend. It's going to be an incredible weekend coming up. We've got a great fall ahead of us. We have a ton of stuff going on over at Sports Betting Intel. Check it out. As I mentioned, two, three new pages on our top player props page for college football, our player props page, and, of course, this week in college football, which was an absolute godsend when trying to make bets and finding information for betting on NCAA football this year. I know that you're hard at work and our team is hard at work keeping things up to date. So that'll do it for us here today. I know this is a long one, but these are going to be a little longer because we have so much to talk about. And don't forget, we've got a new, we've got PGA Championship coming up later this week as well. In addition to, as you had mentioned, Major League Soccer, we've got Major League Soccer this weekend and then tennis. I'm winning on, on both the men's and the women's has got me juiced up a little bit. We'll be talking more tennis. Aces, anything you want to leave the people with before we check out for today? No, just keep listening to our podcast. We're going to be hitting that college football hard this week. I know I will be. Got to love this time of year, man. So much opportunity. So much opportunity. So much fun. So many betting. So much profit to be had. I'll just leave you with this. The Braves are now up 8-4 to four over the Phillies. Let's go, go, Braves. And as we say over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely. Wager wisely.